Welcome to Indie on the Voice America Kids channel. You may be asking, what does Indie mean? It's not just music or the way you dress. It's all about you and a unique way of life. Now, here is your host. Hey everyone, today you get to learn about me, your host. Thank you and welcome to Indie. I'm Rinsley and I'm here to talk about me this time. So, <laughs> let's talk about me. So, um, as you know, I am your host, Rinsley Rose. And so I was just going to talk a little bit about my bio for a second and just about who I am and how I got my start and where I am now. So today I'm going to talk about, start out with talking about skating. When I was nine, I asked my mom to take me to the ice skating rink and let me take skating lessons. But actually the beginning of my skating started when I was six years old. My dad took me ice skating and it was so fun and I just loved it and I fell in love and I remember going home and saying, mom, I only fell six times. And I was just so, so happy that I only fell six times and I could do like a little spin thingy and everything. I just remember it so vividly. And so when I was nine, there was a skating rink built near our house about 15 minutes away. And so I like begged my mom. I was like, mom, please let me go to the ice skating rink and get some lessons. And so eventually she let me and I was so excited. And so how it worked was I was taking lessons, so I would move up a level like every three or months or so. So I started in basic one, and then you would go all the way up to basic six, I think. And then you go into free skate, and you get, oh no, it was basic eight. And then you go to basic, and then you go to free skate eight, because it goes free skate one, free skate two. Well, by the time I was probably 12, I had made it to free skate eight. And so that's when you can kind of go comp to competitions and things. And you can go to competitions before that, but um, my coach had decided that I better wait till I'm done finishing my basic skills. And that's what those are called, basic skills, is all that fun testing stuff that you get to do before you can start doing like the big jumps, like axles. So when I was 12, I went to my first competition. And I remember I wore a really cute little red and white dress it had polka dots and it was all sparkly <laughs> and then I decided that my coach wasn't really working out for me she wasn't the right one so I got a new coach and her name was Naomi Lang and she was an Olympian actually and so she was super cool and she helped me progress so much along with her husband Mark and they really got me to where I wanted to be and I was just so like happy with my skating and everything it was going super good you know every now and then you have a bad day but that's to expect with any sport and so it was going really well and I had made it probably to preliminary level and I was for all you skaters out there who know what I'm talking about I was at preliminary and then um when I was 14 I it was in the middle of eighth grade uh the first time I went skating after the new year, which was, I don't remember the day, but it was right after New Year's Eve. I went skating and I was having a really good day. I was landing everything, doing everything right. And I was having a lesson with my coach. So she was working with me and she told me to do my footwork. And so for all you skaters out there who know what I'm talking about, footwork really isn't that hard. You know, it's not something that's like really super hard that you have to like work really hard at and you don't always nail it. Well, with footwork, it's like pretty easy. You know, it's just some fancy footwork that you do <laughs> with your skates and stuff. And so I was 
skating you know it was just a regular day I was just going through my routine like my coach would have me do and so when I got to about towards the end of my footwork I had an accident I fell somehow my ankle got twisted and I fell and I just like felt a pop and I was like yep I broke my ankle so the first thing I did was I yelled at my coach and I said I broke my ankle and like I don't really remember much. I just remember my like me yelling, just saying, I, I think I broke my ankle. And so they had to like help me off the ice, you know, and I was like probably hysterical. I bet. <laughs> and I was crying and I, some random guy had to pick me up and take me <laughs> to the lobby. And so finally, when I had gotten into the lobby, you know, my coach said like, let's not take the skate off because apparently it's really bad to like take your skate off if you think you've broken a bone. So we left it on and my mom like wouldn't answer her phone. I was like, are you kidding me? She wouldn't answer her phone at all. And that's typical. Well, not typical for my mom. She answers her phone, but she's always late to everything. My dad, on the other hand, never answers his phone and is pretty much on time to most things, except for one time when he left me at skating for 40 minutes. (laughs) And so I was like trying to call my mom. I'm like, oh my gosh, my ankle's broken. My mom won't answer her phone. You know, it was like, I was distraught. So finally she picked up and my coach was like, well, you might want to get down here. You know, Rinsley's kind of in pain. (laughs) And so she got down, they wheeled me out on a chair and I got to the car and we drove all the way to the emergency room and the doctor come, they took x-rays and everything, you know, they got it all taken like account for and all that stuff, you know, that they do and they check out something that's wrong with you. They make sure that, you know, everything, they just check everything out. So after they had done that, I was sitting in the the room that they had put me in. I don't really know what to call it, but <laughs> I was in the room and I was just laying there like, okay, it's probably a sprain, you know, because I tend to over-exaggerate things a lot sometimes. So when I'm not over-exaggerating, I kind of forget that I'm not. And then I just, I don't know, I'm really dramatic. So I just confuse myself. Like if I'm really in pain, sometimes I doubt myself. So I was kind of thinking oh it's probably a sprain I don't really need to worry about it you know the doctor's gonna come in he's gonna tell me like two weeks and I'll be back on so I was like no big deal well he came in and he's like it's broken and I was like what like I thought he was kidding I thought it was a joke and I was like I was waiting for him to be like I'm kidding you know it's fine but he never did so I was like oh my gosh are you serious so again I began to cry again (laughs) and I was like so when can I get back on and I cried a lot that day, I think, probably the most I've ever cried. I don't know if that's true, but I did cry a lot that day. And so I asked him when I could get back on, and he said about two months. So I was like, oh my gosh, I am. by the time I get on there, I'm going to lose all of my jumps. I had just finished getting my double loop solid, which I had gotten my double sow cow solid like a few months before and so I just barely got my double toe loop oh it was toe loop not loop I couldn't do loop yet double toe loop and so I decided that it was gonna be okay I was gonna be fine but I was really really sad and like I when I'm around the house I normally sing a lot but I didn't do a lot of that because I was just super depressed about it so uh, finally when I felt like 
I could get back on the, I got my cast on and the, the pediatric doctor said only three weeks and then you can get back on. Well, three weeks with the cast on and then three weeks wait and then you can get on the ice. So I waited. It was a month actually. So it was half the time that the ER doctor said, but, um, I got back on six weeks later and I had, it really hurt. Like I couldn't do it. It was so bad. I just had to get off. And so I was so devastated. I just thought, oh my gosh, what if I can never get back on again? I was just so sad. So I waited about another month because I decided that maybe it was the skates. I needed a new pair of skates. So I went and bought the most expensive pair of skates. I got Harlix, which if any of you skaters out there know, those those are like the nicest ones. And I got them molded to my foot, everything, bought like the newest high-tech blade, whatever. It was very, very expensive. <laughs> and I was in debt for that because my parents like to put me in debt when... I need to buy something expensive. They're like, okay, you can work for this, but we'll give you the money now, but you have to work for it. So I worked for it for a while, but I ended up probably staying at skating because once I got my Harlix, they, this, they didn't hurt as bad. And so I would skate and it was fine and I was doing well. Of course, I'd lost all of my solidness except for my axle. My axle is still there, you know, but as a skater, you want to have... Just be able to, like, not have to come back and, like, be like, oh, my gosh, I had this and I don't have it. It was so stressful. So, but the first day I actually landed my axle and I was doing, like, flying camel spins and everything. So, it was good. But then the, but then it still just wasn't coming to me. The toe loop and the sack cow just wasn't. So, I was really sad, but I was fine. You know, I was willing to work for it. But eventually, it just wasn't working out. So... Let's take a break, Ironsley, and when we get back, we'll talk about what happened after, and you're listening to Indy. the term break a leg what do you think of maybe it's the movies musicals stage shows and theater break a leg will explore all forms of creativity whether it's from theater movies tv or even books on our show we'll discuss all aspects of show business including how to get your start and what's trending now guests include actors singers and dancers working in the industry to give you a unique and personal perspective Tune in weekly to Break a Leg, your all things entertainment show. Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. 
We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune in to Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book. Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are listening to Indie on the Voice America Kids channel. What we're talking about sets us apart from everyone else. Let's get back to the show. Hey, and welcome back to Indie. I'm Rinsley, and let's continue talking about me. Just kidding. (laughs) Well, me, but not in like that super conceited way. So um, where were we? So I was telling you guys about my decision that I was about to make for whether or not I would stay with skating, but... If you guys have kept up with me on talk radio, you would know that I decided not to keep skating. And it was a really, really hard decision. But for some reason, I just knew inside that I just needed to stop. So I did. I stopped. And it was kind of sad, but I knew that it would be okay because I had my singing. But I forgot to mention, in in the midst of all that, after I'd come back to skating from that period from after I broke my ankle and before I quit, I I got to be on Supergirl's Guide the Radio Show, which was super exciting and it was really fun. And I also did hot pipe singing competition, which my a friend of mine told me about and I was she never ended up doing it, but I was like, I really want to do this, you know, it seems like something that would be fun. So I begged my mom, she said yes, and I got to do it. So I was like really, really excited. So we went and I ended up doing pretty well, especially for my first time singing in front of um well I wouldn't say a crowd because I'd sang before but nothing serious so it was my first time like seriously singing and without a vocal coach or anything and I ended up for the first round I ended up getting first place which was really kind of a shocker to me but I was also so excited and just so happy so I decided you know I can make this singing thing work and so I did and I went after the competition I went and looked for a vocal coach and my mom was like oh we'll find you one you know we'll do something We'll find one. And I just kept feeling like we needed to go to Clearview Cultural Center, which is where I am at now. And I just kept feeling like maybe that was where I needed to be. So we went and I sang for the head lady slash manager slash owner of it all. And she, I think she liked it. (laughs) And then they made me dance. And I I was always a skater. I never danced really before. And it was really weird for me to just all of a sudden be dancing. But, you know, I just I gave it my all and I tried my best. And somehow I made it into the highest performing group. And I'm sure you've all heard this story before if you've like listened religiously to my (laughs) shows. And so I decided, yeah, you know, I can do this. So yet again, I put my mind to it and I did it. And so I was... um, I started Totality, and that was about a year ago, actually. So I was about to turn 15. And so I was was 
doing it. I went on tour with the group and it was really, really, really super fun. I got to know the girls really well. And by the end of the summer, my ma- the manager lady decided to put together a girls band, which um, consisted of me and three other girls that were in my group that I was pretty close with one of them and then the other two one of them I was like "Mm, I don't know if I like her and we didn't really like each other very much and then one of them was just like you know someone that you see like more of an acquaintance but um that was Kylie me and Kylie (laughs) used to butt heads a bit and Megan I just never really thought to talk to her or anything and Miranda had been my close friend since sixth grade so we started it and immediately there was a connection we were best friends we had such a great time together and performing and it was super fun at first we weren't too good we were still getting used to each other and practicing and everything so at the beginning we were a little pitchy sometimes you know it wasn't always the best but you know we tried our best and stuff and after a year we had gotten well about mm, I wouldn't say a year probably about 10 nine ten months we had we had it down you know we were doing really good then my manager decided to add another girl um, named Emmy, but things didn't work out. We went on tour with her. It just didn't quite work out very good, and that kind of threw our band off a little bit, and so it just kind of made us like, whoa, step back for a little bit. Like, this isn't how it used to be, so she left. We didn't have to kick her. We didn't kick her out or anything, but she just decided, made her, made her own decision to leave, so things got better for a little bit, and it just seemed like it would work out. But um, just recently, about two or three weeks ago, one of the members, Miranda, decided that she was done with Auto Lumen and singing and she wanted to kind of go her own route. And so she quit. And so Auto Lumen is, now I'm going to announce this, Auto Lumen is over. <laughs> and it's kind of sad. It's it's kind of a bummer. But, you know, I'm actually going to start my solo career now. And so I've started, I made business cards and I've started doing all this fun stuff that I like to do. I've been recording and it's been a blast and I'm going to forever miss my friends. They are just like my sisters and it's going to be, it's been really hard without them. We had a little breakdown a few, about a week ago, <laughs> but it's all good now. We were just... We are just all really sad to see it go. But at the same time, I think it was for the best. And so we're just, you know, going our own routes now. We're still best friends and we'll still hang out. But um, as far as our music goes, we're headed our separate routes. And so, yeah, so it was it was really, really kind of a hard decision. But it's going to be good. And so now I'm going to talk a little bit about how I got my radio show. Well, how I got got to be in Supergirls, I guess, and then I'll tell you about, you know, I'll just go up with time. So, um, when I was in Hot Pipes, actually, me and Callie, my co-host at the time, were in it together, and her mom was actually in the audience, and, um, if you guys didn't know, Supergirls Guide was a anti-bullying radio show, and actually, I think you can still look it out, check it out, and look it up, and listen. It was a really, really fun show for us to do. We got a lot of really cool guests, like some people from American Idol. It was just really super fun, and we had a blast, but, so, when we were at Hot Pipes, her mom was sitting in the audience listening to me sing, and she started talking to my mom, and my mom and her started, like, you know, becoming friends and things, and her mom was like, hey, does she want to be on this radio show and do it with Callie, and my mom was like, oh, I bet she does, so, um, through time, we worked with, um, the people, 
at Voice America and the Supergirl Foundation, if that's what it's called. I don't know if it's Supergirl Foundation, but I'm just going to call it that. And so um, the people, everyone kind of approved me. I guess I would say approved. I don't really know exactly how it worked, but um, somehow I got to be on the radio show and I got to be Callie's new co-host and so I was so excited I was actually I remember when I my mom told me that I got to be with the show I was skating and she got her phone and she put it up to the windows you know at the rink and I was like ah and I was so happy and I went and told my coach and I was like yay I was so excited but um we we did the show for a while we did it I think till the almost to the 50th episode Right. And it was so much fun and it was a blast. And we decided we actually lost the sponsor with Supergirls. But I don't think I was supposed to say that. Was I supposed to say that? (laughs) Anyways, (laughs) so we decided we wanted to do a different show. And we me and Callie both are very into music, as you can see. So we decided to make Indie Girls. And then Callie decided that Indie Girls wasn't quite for her, and it, and she decided to leave the talk radio scene. So through that, I decided, you know what? I'm still going to do this, and I made Indie. Well, we made Indie, me and everybody here at Voice America, or Kidstar, I guess, not Voice America. And so we did that, and here we are doing it right now and it was it's just been so much fun it's been a blast we've been able to just do so many fun things and the guests that I've able been able to get have been really awesome too and so it was just it's just been so fun you know and this is only one of the we've only done a few episodes but I can't wait to do some more so with dancing I wanted to talk about that a little bit because the transition from skating to dancing was really super hard for me. Some of the moves were named the same thing, you know, and so I'd think, oh, we're doing that? Okay, and then I would go and do it, and people would be like, what are you doing? <laughs> and so I'd be like, oh, that's not what we're doing? Okay. But um, <laughs> it's just, it was a weird transition for me, especially because technique and things were a lot different. Like with your arms, you can't just put them out to your sides and just be like, okay, that's good. You know, and then do a little move with them, movement with them occasionally. But um, I made the switch and it's, I have had a little bit of a bad self-esteem about it since I'm here with these girls who have danced for pretty much their whole entire lives. And for some reason I got put into that group with them. And so it's been really weird, you know, doing it. And not really knowing what I'm doing with all these girls that totally do but I have been able to gain my confidence in it and it has been great so let's take a break I'm Rinsley and you're listening to Indie Fifteen minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. 
Looking for an on-air community where teens talk and the world listens? Tune in to Express Yourself, an entertaining adolescent fusion radio program where passion and possibility populate the airwaves. Our vivacious teen hosts and star-studded field reporters from around the country offer stimulating segments and invigorating viewpoints connecting with the world campus of young people. We'll talk with cool celebrities, exhilarating experts, and tenacious teens with experience. Tuesdays at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Kids. Express yourself. There's so much going on in the tech field. The tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid. In this age of cell phones and text messaging and new discoveries every single day, you need to be informed. We'll bring you previews of new products, technology news, and help you make the right decision when you are out there buying that new MP3 player, cell phone, or mobile device. Don't do a thing until you've tuned in to the tech team. Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Kids. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly, Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. At 14, you've become a teenager and are ready to move on to the next phase of your years. The squeals and screams are replaced by slightly less squeals and screams, and you're expected to act a little more grown up. Tune in to Life at 14 for the answers and support you need to get through this time in your life. Your hosts have some amazing life experiences, and because of this, they have the know-how to get you ready for what's next. Life at 14, Monday afternoons at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Kids channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, real kids, real talk radio. You are listening to Indie on the Voice America Kids channel. What we're talking about sets us apart from everyone else. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Indie. I'm Rinsley, and here we are on the third segment of our show, so I think you know what that means. It's time for our 
spotlight that I do every third segment of the show. And so there's a new band that is um, kind of rising up, I guess. I wouldn't I wouldn't have heard of them about two months ago, or not two months ago, probably like five months ago. They were, well, nobody really knew about them, but they are called Mr. Wives. And I don't know if you've heard their very popular song, Reflections, but if you have, if you're plugged into your social ne- media and things, you would have heard about them and um it's a really fun song it just how can you not listen to this song without just feeling happy i don't know it just the song just makes me really happy and it's a fun song just to dance and with your friends just have a little party and so um if you've heard it the the lead singer's voice mandy lee has is just very cool she's got a very very cool voice i would say it's like Ellie Golding, but also I don't know how to explain it, but it has some Ellie Golding in there and then just some other stuff that I've never really heard before, but it's really a fun voice and I really, really like it. It's really, really fun and cool. And so she actually plays the keyboard as well. And then along with two other guys that are in the band, William Hare, I think that's how you say it. And I'm not quite sure how to say the drummer's name, but I'm just going to take a really bad, fast attempt at this. A teeny, a teeny maybe? I don't know. But a teeny bowler, I guess. That's my best way to say it. On drums. And he is good because his song is good. And they're all good because that song is really good. And they also have some other songs that I listened to the other day that were really fun. And I would actually like to encourage you guys to check out a song that nobody has heard because, you know, Reflections is the big one right now. But um, Coffins, because that's another song that they wrote, and it's called Coffins, and it's actually just a really, really good song. It's not fun and fast like the other one, but it's a really, really good song. It's just fun to listen to. So um, their band formed in 2012. So can you believe that these people started a band two years ago and are already this big? Like, that just kind of blows my mind, I think, because... Yeah, I don't know how that's possible, but <laughs> it's amazing. And um, they sing like indie pop soul, I would say. Some of their stuff is just very, very indie. It's got that indie feel to it, you know, that uniqueness that indie needs. And guess what show we're on? Indie. So just makes sense that I would talk about them, right? So um, their band is actually interesting because they do like kind of a thing where they would just kind of occasionally bring in other instruments like the saxophone trumpet guitar strings so they actually bring in like different people to do those because you know it's just three of them who are like staying there for sure and then they bring in other people so i imagine the most popular song reflections right now probably has a lot of people doing stuff like other instruments because it's just such a like i don't know how to explain it but i think you guys know what i'm talking about like I'm not calling songs that are just piano or just guitar empty, but it feels very full. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but it's just very like, oh yeah, I get this. It's got lots of music, like lots of different instruments. When, like if you're listening to a song, I don't know. Have you heard, what's it called? Rihanna, Stay by Rihanna. That one's very empty because it's just piano, but I wouldn't say that it's bad empty it's just like it almost gives you that lonely feeling 
But when you have all of these other instruments, it just adds a very fun, full vibe, very cool, very fun. And so that's the band that we're spotlighting today. Make sure you go check out Mr. Wives. So now I'm going to talk about me. And as you know, since I'm going solo with my career, I am having a lot of really super fun gigs and things. So... Originally, Auto Lumen was going to be the ones opening for the Duttons because um, they come down every December to Arizona. They, um, they're normally in Branson. They do like everything there. But when it's Christmas time, did I say summer? I meant Christmas time. They come down here in the summer. They're up there in Branson and they stay up there pretty much the whole year except for December. So they're coming down to December coming down to December they're coming down to Arizona in December for their Christmas show which is super good and I recommend it to all you people who can come and see Dun the Duns in general they're super amazing they um they were on America's Got Talent and Simon Cowell loved them like that's kind of a big deal so they're super fun they have like the whole crew the, like three generations of amazing music players um that are there and they're just super cool so i uh, um, recommend for you guys to go check them out because they're super cool but actually i get the privilege and the honor to open for them in december for their christmas show and so i get to do lots of fun christmas numbers and things so if you want to come check me out come on down it's a super fun show and you won't regret seeing it it really kind of blows you away and think like, wow, I wish I could do a backbend playing the violin at the same time. Because that's what they do. And it's crazy. And I'm just thinking, all right, I can sing and not do that. But maybe I could sing with in a backbend. I don't know. Maybe I'll try that sometime. But um, they're just so cool. And actually, I get to go on tour to Branson for two weeks this summer. And I'm so, 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 so excited. And actually, um, joining me. Well, not joining me. We're all kind of going together. I wouldn't say, like, they're coming with me. I'm, we're just going together. Um, we'll be Carla. She's coming. And I had her on the show a few weeks ago. And she is the bomb. She's so cool. She is an amazing singer. And she writes really fun songs. And also, a new band that is an addition, a new addition to um, our entertainment record label, I guess I would call it. TGF. And... Um, they are called Intelligence, and they're these three super cool guys. They're super awesome. Um, Justin Taylor, Roman Salduti, and Jake Olson, and they're super, super awesome. They're just super cool. I actually got the honor to sing with them for um, their audition that they did for the record label, and they're just so awesome. They're just so, so, so cool, and we sing Rolling in the Deep, and it was pretty legit, so that would be another thing I would encourage you guys to go check out because they're awesome and who wouldn't want to see three guys who are pretty good looking, I might I add, um, sing, well, one of them's singing and one of them's, two of them are playing instruments or maybe they'll all be playing instruments because they can all play. Justin Taylor is on drums and Roman's on guitar and Jake is on keyboard and he sings and he's a really good singer and actually we are making a christmas album and i get to be featured with two songs in the christmas album and um i'm actually well i get to be in three i guess since i'm singing with jake and me and him are doing baby it's cold outside and so it's gonna be so much fun and i just can't wait to do it we've been practicing and it's sounding great so actually i'm going to also encourage you guys when the album comes out 
be waiting for that album and buy it because it will be awesome and you will not regret it i promise so yeah that's what's new with me and so now that i am done talking about me well i guess i'm gonna keep talking about me because that's what i'm doing this episode but i'm just gonna talk about some of my favorite things so my favorite color is like the stereotypical girl these days color it's not pink it's um what would you call it it's like a like a teal i guess that would be my favorite color and my favorite guitar brand is probably yamaha only because i'm biased because my guitar is yamaha but i would have to say that i'm really liking the fender stuff too yeah just fender and yamaha those are the two good ones but then again i haven't tried many other ones so if you have a suggestion for me let me know because that would be great. I always love trying out new guitars and instruments and things. My favorite singer is probably, well, see, the thing is, is I've been going back and forth between these two, these two guys for a while. My favorite, my two favorites, which I've already talked about this, so you guys would know, is John Mayer. Oh my gosh, I just cannot tell you how amazing he is and just how good his songs are. Like, they're seriously so good. And also... David Archuleta only because he's really awesome and so he's just got like this amazing angelic voice and I could just never ever I don't think anybody can duplicate that and also his new song Glorious has come out and it's a really 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 good song so check that out so um let's take a break I'm Rinsley and you're listening to Indie about the world concerns you is it future success is it world issues are you just looking to change the world in general tune into what up world it doesn't matter who you are where you come from or what you look like everyone is entitled to the same chance for success follow your dreams move forward make a difference tune into what up world every friday at 2 p.m pacific time 5 p.m eastern time on the voice america kids channel It's kids and cars. If you could get behind the wheel of your favorite hot car, where would you take it? Join your hosts, who are both car enthusiasts, as they take you inside, on the road, and past the pits with your favorite concept cars. This is your chance to burn rubber and leave the others behind in the dust. Tune in to Kids and Cars, Thursdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Kids channel. If you missed the show, you might as well be stuck in the garage. What's cooking? Join Kid Chef Eliana for Cool Kids Cook. Eliana is one of the youngest published cookbook authors and will show you that there are all kinds of goodness in food beyond the chicken nuggets and fries. On our show, we'll discover cuisine from around the world, learn some great cooking techniques, 
speak with some of the world's top chefs and share recipes. Kid Chef Eliana is here for you on Cool Kids Cook every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Bon appetit! Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are listening to Indy on the Voice America Kids Channel. What we're talking about sets us apart from everyone else. Let's get back to the show. Hey, and welcome to Indy. I am Rindley, as you know, and for segment four, I wanted to talk about how to express emotion and feelings in your music because a lot of times you can't really pinpoint exactly what it is and don't just take my word for it, you know, just kind of go along with what you feel. But as for what Wikipedia says, I will tell you because, yeah, seems like they have a more scientific approach than just oh yeah this feels like it's sad you know so first I would talk about tempo because um tempo is the speed of musical uh, is the speed of a musical piece um and so when you're thinking tempo you think like oh this song has a sick tempo I don't know people don't really say that but (laughs) if you know what I mean it's like either can be like really fast like it's going like boom, boom. I don't know how to explain it to you guys. Go listen to some music and decide what a tempo is. But (laughs) it's just kind of like a beat, I guess. Yeah, it would be a beat. And see, also, I'm not very, like, educated on, like, the technical stuff of music or the, you know, I don't even know how to read notes. I just kind of do it. Whatever I feel like (laughs) is what I need to do. I can read taps and things, but I can't really, like, go from, like, a sheet music and be, like, playing it on the piano like a genius or something. I just can't do that. But... I do sing music a lot, so I kind of know a little bit about it, you know? And so, yeah, I'd say tempo is probably the beat, but if I am wrong, please correct me because I could use that, and I would like to know. So, um, the loudness, too, because if you're listening to a song that's, like, really quiet, it just doesn't have much of an impact, but if it's louder and you can hear it and you can feel it and you can get into like the song, it like you can really feel the emotion in it. And so whether it's like a fast song or a slow song or a sad or a song or a happy song, you would kind of know. If it's slow, chances are it's sad because nobody really just writes. Well, I shouldn't say that actually. Just most of the time, slow songs are sad and most of the time happy songs are fast. But if you have heard of a band called Fun, which I used to be obsessed with, and I still really like listening to the music. They're really good. Um, A lot of their songs are, their fast songs are really kind of sad, but their fast songs are, did I say fast songs? Okay, I'm just going to restart that. Their fast songs are sad and their slow songs are happy. So then again you can't really just say like oh this is that but you can just kind of feel it and it really depends on also just how the lyrics are and what the lyrics say you know because if the lyrics are like i'm so happy then obviously you know that they are happy and the song is expressing a happy emotion but if the song is talking about being depressed or upset or whatever you know how songs are just then that's sad or even depressing I guess so when uh, another thing I would say is probably the performance how the singer 
or the band performs the song because a lot of times, which actually I do have a lot of experience on this and I do actually know what I'm talking about with this. When a singer is singing on stage, it's really, really like hard to get into it when the person is standing still like with their arms crossed and just like legs together like super you know shy about everything but if you see another singer that's kind of got like a flowy skirt I'm not saying wear a flowy skirt but this is just an example and like kind of flowing it around you know making it go every which way or kind of just dancing along to the beat or even swaying if the song's slower then you can kind of feel it from them. But if, like, the visual isn't there, I mean, if you're listening to a song on iTunes, then it's kind of hard getting a visual. But if you're watching someone perform, you have to really pay attention to their performance because you, for all you know, this person could be really, really angry at something. If And you wouldn't know it because if you're not looking at them, how can you not, how can you know, you know? So, you know, you know. <laughs> and so... When you're performing, it's really good to give your audience just a nice, I don't know how to put this, but make sure that you're just giving them your all, first of all, because you you can tell when someone's holding back and when they're not. And a really good way to connect with your audience is just to be, just kind of, just be super, how do you say it, like... Just have your heart on your sleeve. Be super, what's the word? I know this word. I just can't remember it. But anyways, just have just have a lot of emotion, you know. Express your emotion. Be, oh, that's the word. Vulnerable. You have to be super vulnerable because it's for in order for your audience to see what you're seeing and feel what you're feeling, it's really, really hard for them to do that when you are smiling during a super depressing sad song about how your dog died you know so it could just people would think okay uh, they first they'd be really confused because they think okay this person is smiling and their dog died that those two emotions or two things they just don't go together you know if your dog died you're gonna be sad unless you really really hated your dog (laughs) which would be really sad but you know so you just really you can't be sending mixed emotions because then your audience will be focused on whether or not you are, you know, trying to convey some kind of message to them or something when they would rather just be into the song, you know. But I'm not saying that conveying a message is wrong because it's not. When, um, during dancing, I have, I actually had Becca on last week. Becca, when she choreographs things, she really just makes you how do I say it? just she puts like a really big story behind all of the pieces that she does they always mean something and they always have like an alternative feel to them and so what she does is she really really likes to make you think now I know a lot of people just would rather just be there for a show not really think about it just kind of watch and giggle and laugh when they need to or you know just be entertained but if you're looking to think her pieces are really good because they they give you that that ability to just look at it and think what am I seeing here what is this person doing what is the emotion that they're giving me you know and all this sorts of stuff and it might be really really hard to understand what the choreographer or dancers are trying to portray to you and get you to see but 
you also just, you really just enjoy the piece, whether or not, because it's just a good piece, you know. So, when you're performing, I'm not saying an alternative meeting is wrong, but it's, you know, you don't want them to be confused either. So, just depends on where you are, and you can feel it out, but I'm pretty sure with singing, you either either you're singing in kind of more poetry, I guess, because especially John Mayer, which I like to refer to him a lot because he's a really good example of this. When he is singing, when he writes songs, he makes them very metaphorical, I guess I would say. Like some of the songs that he sings will say stuff like, what would they say? Hmm. We'll just go listen to some of his stuff. I can't really think of an example right now, but I know that he has some very poetic, different, what would you call it? Just metaphors and things for, like, the message he's trying to portray. So, I think the best way, if you're looking to, like, give some kind of meaning, like, different meaning to the song that you're singing, um, uh, don't just smile when you're singing about your dead dog like if you are if you've decided to pick a song pick one if you want to portray this pick one that's very poetic very metaphorical you know one that really can kind of give an impact and a message across that people will have to think about but if you're just doing it for kicks and giggles like a fun song like ain't it fun by paramore or um, put your records on, you know, it's just kind of, it's just really what you're looking for. It's different tastes, different things that people have, but just do what you're feeling, you know, and it's up to the artist to decide what the emotion is and how they're going to portray it. So just really focus on feeling the music because that's really what I'm coming down to. Just feel your music anyways. So, and when you feel your music, you have to be unique, and being indie is unique, and so when you are singing, just be indie, and be yourself, because really, that's all that matters. So, thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to Indie. My name is Rinsley, and this show is produced by Kidstar for the Voice America Kids Network, Kidstar Radio. We empower kids. Thanks for listening to Indie. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time and 5 p.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Kids channel. Are you feeling inspired to be original now? Go do something awesome, beautiful, and be Indie. Now from the Kids Are Album of the Month, here is the Wiz Pops and their song, Anglerfish.
Wisp Pops from the Kidstar album of the month. 